Disclaimer. Canned Expression and its host, Rochelle Roy, only condone fully legal street art performed through means operating entirely within the bounds of the law. The intent of this podcast is to teach more about the most interesting aspects of street art and the community to get more people involved in the activity in a legal, safe, and fun way. Street art should be practiced in a way which does not damage any private property and allows for you to express yourself in a non-destructive way. For more information, please check out your locality or municipality's regulations regarding public displays of art. Thank you. Now back to the episode. If there's one thing I stress whenever I'm discussing street art, be it with my friends, fellow artists, or just members of the general art community, it's that street art is by no means an inherently American art form. A lot of people associate it with this country because it has one of the most vibrant street art communities in the world. But there's more to this diverse and truly worldwide community than the art produced by just one nation. This series takes an in-depth look at the various street art communities that exist all throughout the world, and works to understand just a bit more about the distinct cultural, social, and political influences that drive the creation of both contemporary and historical street art throughout these communities. Today, for our next installment in our Not Always Made in America series on this podcast, we're going to be taking a look at Argentina. Now at this point, if you've been following the podcast, you're no stranger to the Latin American street art scene, and how active and vibrant it's been since at least the late 1970s. But our past endeavors looking at Latin American street art, specifically Mexico and Brazil on this podcast, are going to be pretty different than Argentina's. Despite having one of the youngest and most recently developed street art scenes in the entire Latin American region, Argentina has seemingly compensated, making a lot of their artwork incredibly against the grain by violating most of the norms associated with the Latin American street art community and street art style. So how did Argentina break all the rules, come up with their own, and still produce phenomenal street art? Let's find out. My name's Rochelle Roy, and street art's not always made in America. So let's talk about Argentina. You are now listening to Canned Expression. Now, when I say Argentina stands out in the Latin American street art community, I'm not overstating it. Think back to the defining characteristics of Mexico and Brazil's street art style, two nations which have served as trendsetters for artistic movements as a whole throughout the region. Brazil had the characteristic minimalism and simplicity, which served as a near challenge for artists to represent complex political ideas in an easily understandable way. Mexico had the strict cultural ties, which intentionally often didn't touch on political advocacy in favor of keeping the art form more community-based and accessible to children, while still being focused on cultural roots. Argentina did the exact opposite of both of them. Argentinian street art makes an active effort to reject the simplicity and minimalism which defines Brazil's street art, instead opting for intricately detailed pieces, and that aversion to politics that's characteristic of Mexico's street art is pretty much the exact opposite of Argentina's deeply advocacy-based critical political street art. I know I'm to some extent mentioning all of this in the abstract, so I think we should look at an example. The Desparecido, or Disappeared movement, became really popular in the 1990s after the mysterious disappearance, quote-unquote, of left-leaning political activists which the regime at the time in Argentina wanted gone. 
Estimates put it at anywhere from 12 to 28,000 regular civilians who disappeared during this tumultuous time in Argentina's history. The works of the Desaparecido movement were meant to create fear. Through the vivid graphic depictions of the kidnapping and torture that these disappeared had to live through, it was created to be disturbing. That rejection to simplicity is crucial here. Through the finely detailed image of a woman with a bruised face and scars all over her body from torture, commissioned by the family of the girl depicted in the image who was disappeared in order to raise awareness about what was going on politically, the disturbance it created made people aware of what they were missing out on, what they weren't aware about. The work had to be inherently political for it to address the root cause of the needless civilian violence Argentina's regime was perpetuating at the time. This style of graphic and disturbing depictions of political realities aren't confined to the hundred-odd images produced by the Desparecido movement. Equally vivid works condemning police brutality and abuse of powers in communities where the government was actively working to suppress information about such events was critical to making the population more informed about the political issues that those in power were trying to silence. It's not what the rest of Latin America was doing for sure. That's exactly what made it so effective. With canned expression, I'm Rochelle Roy, and remember to keep spraying.